Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. This is the uh, day we have been waiting for for quite some time on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Great show today. We're going to have Charles Edmond on a little later. He's the play-by-play voice of Alcorn State. I'll stick the microphone out the front door for just a moment here. Hang on one second. That sound you hear. That's uh-huh. hump. It, hump the Wonder Camel. Hump is tied to the Coca-Cola machine in if, front of uh, Corner Market because Kelnack the Magnificent is in the house. And if you didn't hear Hump, you certainly could have smelled him from about, from about a mile question. away. You could bring the kids by to see Hump. I wouldn't suggest petting him or getting behind him, <laughs> yes. but just view him maybe from the car. Would, That's uh, the safest bet. The car. So, bottom of the hour, Kelnack the Magnificent. He is here in Hattiesburg. Phil Hall bailed on us. Well, he said he's discovered some some uh, some things about the Alcorn defense that he's got to rework. He's down in the basement, adding to his three thousand hours of film that he's been looking at to help his brother Will prepare for the opener this weekend. Isn't he really the secret behind the success of this program? Well, that that's that's he would never want to you know take credit away from his brother. He might he actually might have heard that uh, Will's wife you know Rebecca was going to come on and show. didn't really like him. The, the reason scared, he. Yeah. I heard the reason he never makes any public appearances is because he wears the sweater vest, but he doesn't wear anything under it. Oh, well, we don't want to see him then that, in that case, yes. He'll be back soon, though. He, yes. <clears throat> he did send an RSVP or a BPRS in the case of Phil Hall. Or RSTD. I don't whatever, know. What, whatever yeah. it is. STD. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll have him later on the show. But Kelnack is here. Yes. In fact, he is back in the dressing room as we speak. and. Well, Hump is entertaining some children out of the parking There's lot. There's incense right now. or something coming out from that back room. Back I don't there. think it's incense, Kelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he has glaucoma. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. The two hour show for tomorrow is set. We're looking forward to that. We'll be at Fuzzy's Tacos. Justin Harris, of course, our good buddy, will be joining us. Andrew Abity, sports writer that covers Southern Miss uh, football in a great way, all Southern Miss sports. He'll be on the show. Will East will uh, do our high school update. The great Lee Roberts will be on the show. Marshant Kenny and Lee Roberts will be sharing a segment, and something tells me Marshant is going to be talking about had there been some offensive production in those teams he played on, there could have been a national championship. So we'll see. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want the fists to start flying there. At, uh, yes, and at then Puzzles. after the third segment, Kelly has agreed uh, to do a three-round sparring match with 
Marshant Kenny. So that should uh, really be interesting. It won't. I don't think it'll last three rounds, though. I don't think it'll last a round. <laughs> One if you've round, seen yeah. Marshant Kenny. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're in the Southern Bancor studio in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, we're glad you're with us. Full gang here. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsoring this segment of the show. And also, I do want to point out that Daniel Stewart will be with us tomorrow, too, from from Southern Bank Corps, and uh, we're very happy to have them partner with us. As we are, Dickie's, great place to cater. Uh, maybe getting a little short, but if you're still looking for a home, uh, you know, a catering for the uh, opening home football game, call Dickie's right now because uh, Kelly and I both catered through Dickie's and never been disappointed, have we, Sam? No, and, and the way that they set things up, everything is disposable, right? So at the end of the day, because there's never any food left. You don't have to worry about that. But then just throw away all your utensils and things that mm. came in and you're done. I was reading this about Kelnack Luke. I don't know if you're aware of this, but he was the former taster, food taster for Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Some people say he still is. <laughs> yeah, it's why? Amazing. It's amazing he's here. Right? Why would anybody need to be tasting food for Vladimir Putin? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, as so, popular uh, as that guy is. Hell no. Hey, it's a. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Big, uh, big. Not only you know, we're starting the weekend, and, and the reason I say that is Lady Eagles uh, taking on Northwestern State in soccer today at four. Lady Eagle volleyball team on the road at uh, Stephen F. Austin. But 11 college football games yeah. tonight, 11, including Sunbelt team, Georgia State uh, hosting Rhode Island. But, I mean, you got some big ones. You, you look across, Florida goes to Utah tonight. Nebraska plays Minnesota. Good games tonight. And then we'll talk more about Will East tomorrow. But, guys, the, the like, 100, if I got my math right, the 102nd running of the Little Brown Jug game tomorrow night on Super Talk Laurel. So, I mean, this is yeah. this is a crazy sports weekend because football officially back for everybody. i got to tell you, guys, I think Utah is one of the most exciting college football teams there is to watch. And uh, if I were a betting man, I'd bet that they're going to beat the you-know-what out of Florida in Utah. And, and Norm- Aper got them last year, though. You know, I mean, that was kind of like his highlight of year one. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't see him winning out there. And I, I'm normally not a big fan of, like, the – the Thursday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night kind of thing. But opening weekend, I am. I like spreading them out because I'm in the mood to watch you mm-hmm. know, some college football. And if you're not into football, of course, it's a three-day weekend with Labor Day weekend coming up. So there's something for everybody to be excited about this, this coming uh, weekend. Oh, I just got a text, too. Also on the show tomorrow, it's just been confirmed, Frank Gore Sr. will be joining us uh, No tomorrow. way! Yes. and That's uh, awesome. Well, that'll be a phone call, but he, he is calling the show. And uh, I'm going to text him back and ask him if he could maybe substitute for Marchant. Maybe you could spar a few rounds with uh, with Gore Senior Kelly. As if as if I could get through one round with Marchant, you know, I I, I would be a roach. Frank Gore would stomp me like a roach, like a third of a round maybe. With, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, just so we we need to ask ourselves. I mean, we've had some pretty good pretty pretty good guests on the Eagle Hour, but I'm saying he's third all time in NFL history in rushing yards. Pretty good stuff. That, that's pretty pretty high up there. Well, his durability stuff. was particularly at the running back position. When every other running back seemed to be dropping every weekend, Frank Gore Senior never that guy never got hurt. It was amazing. Have you seen Frank Gore? Well, no, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. But he still. got hurt in college, right? He shredded his ACL and then never really got hurt after that. I mean, got hurt on in Hall college at Miami. Yeah, future but. Hall of Famer. Well, and, and deservedly so. I mean, as, oh, as durable question. No, as he was. So it's going to be great tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. We always try to kick off. 
football season uh, down at Fuzzies. We love coming down there, and Justin treats us so well. We look forward to that. And look, Eagle fans, if you get a chance, you know, come join us tomorrow oh, over the sure. lunch hour. Let it, me let me too make an important announcement. Uh, I, I learned just this morning. I received a phone call from the owner of Telesouth, and uh, the, yes. Steve Davenport, and yes, this will be Kelly's last day. But other than that, uh, Steve wanted to let me know that he is purchasing 150 season football tickets for Southern Miss football. I think he's doing that. They have already done it. Has asked me to distribute those tickets to charities throughout our area that can bring kids to ball games, that can bring, you know, people that otherwise would not be able to come. Uh, to football games, uh, Super Talk wants to provide access to the games. So, if you're connected with a charity, if you have a church group, maybe a youth group at your church, you're connected with that. Any organization that helps kids or helps those in need, and you would like uh, to bring your organization to a Southern Miss weekend, if you will reach out to me or in Hattiesburg or Luke and Laurel or Ben Winpigler, <coughs> or excuse me, our sales manager in Laurel. Uh, we we have plenty of tickets to provide you. And so the cav- yeah, the caveat, I mean, they're not going to charge you for these tickets, but the caveat is you've got to go to the game. All right? Yeah, we don't want to give you 50 tickets and then you not show, but we'll right. give you 100 if, in fact, you're going to go. We, we, want, uh, we want these tickets put to good use. We want to thank Mr. Davenport again this year for uh, his generosity and, and his support of Southern Miss – Athletics, Luke. No I, doubt about that. I want to ask you, man. As a fan, to me, the opener is different, you know, because it's a chance to to get reacquainted with your tailgating buddies. Lots of times, we're busy with our daily lives, our kids' goings on, things like that. So it's you know a chance to kind of get reacquainted with everybody. But as a player, is it and is the opener? I mean, I know they say it's just another game, but regardless of who you're playing, is the opener just truly another game? I mean, you, you approach it two different ways. Mentally, it's another game. Emotionally, there is something up to it because especially, you know, if you're a, a veteran player, you remember when the season came to an end. Now, it came to end in joy down in Mobile last year. But it's just like, I can't wait to get back out there. All preseason long, tired of hitting on each other, tired of hitting this, tired of doing this, tired of these reps. And, and finally, like, okay, it matters. And so, yeah, if if people don't if, if some of the players you know find it hard to go to sleep tomorrow night, there's a reason for that, and you should be amped up yeah. because the way that I approached it was when I started you know starting, I said okay I'm going to be a starter for 36 to to 39 games as a three year starter, and especially if you're a senior, you're like dude you got you get you get 12 more of these that's it, yeah, and so it's the beginning of of uh, for some guys the the beginning of the road the middle of the road or you know coming down the home stretch so yeah there is something special to it no matter who you're playing and when you put it into that perspective too it's it's one of 39 chances and of course not all of those are going to be at the rock so for them to be able to come through you know the tunnel and see the sea of black and gold that you're hoping will be out there man if that doesn't get your blood pumping and i don't know what does Let's talk a little Alcorn State football. Alcorn, Alcorn, we'll find out. The Braves are in big trouble. We'll talk to their play-by-play guy next.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, you know, you can buy a new Icon Cart from Noel Daniels Motor Company up in Brandon and have it delivered to your house for just $99. If you live in the state of Mississippi, they carry electric vehicles for the golf course, the farm, and now more popular than ever, the neighborhood. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you hear the Eagle Hour for just $99. They've got a great inventory. They'll always give you the best deal regardless. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop online at noeldaniels.cars. Also, remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Not able to reach Charles Edmund from Alcorn State. Uh, hopefully, he'll call in. Uh, we've uh, left a couple of phone calls and messages for him. But let's, let's take a quick look at Alcorn, Luke. I mean, on paper, you don't figure that they have any chance. I mean, I. I think three to four touchdown victories probably a pretty realistic projection. But um, what can Alcorn do to come in here and uh, and be competitive for a while with the Golden Eagles? Yeah, look at what they did last year. They're five and six, four and four um, in the SWAC. But Fred McNair with another year, of course, um, you know the the brother of, of Steve McNair. We we know he can coach football, and uh, you look at you know what they've got. Southern Miss is the only. FBS um, school. On, I'm sorry, McNeese is on there as well. Um, anyway, so you look at, at them, five and six last year, but the, the SWAC predictions have them to finish second in the West. And kind of a couple guys to watch for on, on either side of the ball. Their running back, Howard, had a great year last year. Uh, Jarvian Howard, 1,300 yards uh, on the ground, 12 touchdowns, uh, averaged over 100 yards um, uh, a, a game. And then on defense, a guy named Malachi Bailey. Between tackles for a loss and sacks, he had 20 of them, 11.5 tackles for loss, um, 9.5 sacks. Both of those guys are preseason all swack. And, uh, you know, just kind of reading a little bit about, about Alcorn, what you cannot do early in a game, um, because, I mean, you look back 2019, Southern Miss won – the, the game by, you know, 14 points. So you cannot give in, – in a game like this, you have, to, you have to basically get momentum going so that by the, the mid-second quarter there's separation. And, and that's what you want anyway in, in uh, you know, the, the first game of the season. But particularly in a, in a, against an opponent that you should handle pretty well, you can't turn the ball over early. You can't, you know, give a uh, give up a big play in the special teams to basically give them a chance to hang around. And so, defense a three and out, quick score, and then maybe a turnover, quick score. I suspect Southern Miss is going to have possibly a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Um, but eventually, you'll see it'll it'll separate at the line of scrimmage, and eventually, you know, some big plays. So, so you just can't give gifts early if this game is supposed to be what it's supposed to be. But the running back can make big plays, and Bailey has the ability on the defensive line to make some plays for the Braves. All right, Kelly, end of the first quarter, the score is? 14 to nothing. Halftime. 21 to 3. End of the third quarter. Oh, gosh, Bob. Um, 28 to 3. Yeah, and then another touchdown or two what? in the fourth quarter. What are you doing? So, uh, so we're saying forty-two to three at the end, ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, okay, sorry. What's what? What's wrong, Luke? You, 
you you got twenty one at the half. That's all you got. I well, didn't, no, I I, I didn't I mean, think that was a little weak. Myself. Well, I'm, I'm being conservative, but I mean, you know, I'd be happy uh, with that. I'm going twenty eight zip at halftime, Luke. I'm going. I'm going seventeen nothing at the end of the first quarter. Thirty five seven at the half. Wow. Um. Final. Final. Um. 48 to to 14. Yeah. And guys, I don't you know, I don't know that they score on us defensively. I I think defensively our defensive line and linebacker core is going to be overwhelmed. Look, they can't match up. They can't physically match up with our D-line and linebacking core for four quarters. No, I mean, you you can't. But you've got to go out there and and prove it. And that's part of it, but it's, I mean, let, let's let's flip. The, let's be objective here, though. We're going to be having this same conversation flipped, maybe not to the extent of it, but flipped next week. Mm-hmm. And so, what I'm saying is, they're still D1 athletes, and so next week, I'm going to think that Quentin Bivens can whip somebody up front from Florida State if he gets after him, and I'm going to think that Ty Mims can burn somebody in the secondary. So. I, I'm I'm just trying to be a little more. I, I think eventually it will separate as the game moves on, and so kind of like next week, we're all kind of given that unless the Eagles play a perfect game and Florida State plays down a little bit, probably not going to win that one. But if you play with the eighth ranked team in the country through two and a half quarters or through the third quarter, you're leaving Tallahassee as a fan. Will Hall will never be happy with me saying this, but I mean that, that's a moral victory. And so you don't want to, in this opener, to to basically look at your guys and say, hey, we made tons of mistakes in that one. Yeah, you know, we won 42 to 21 or, you know, 35 to 14, but it should have been a lot worse. You don't want to create that. So what I'm saying is mid-second quarter, smell blood, put it away, and let's get Holman Edwards some reps in the second half as well. The reason that I projected kind of a slow start is because I just think that's natural. I think it's natural for – it's the first game. You Sometimes – I mean, I know you're excited to play and get out there, but I think sometimes there's a, there's a natural instinct to be a little bit tentative and to be a little bit conservative so that you're not making mistakes. As the game wears on, you get a little bit more loose, a little bit more comfortable. Then I think you hit the gas a little bit. So I would expect you know a, a much more accelerated second half, if you will, than the first half. I think the end result will be the same. And I want, I'm glad you brought up the thing about Holman Edwards because, yes, when Heath Hinton was on, you guys were talking about you know getting him some reps. But here's another way of, of thinking about that. In years past where there's been these air quotes quarterback controversies, you know, Billy Wiles is the starter. So much was made as to who was going to win the job. What about and, of course, we all trust Will Hall to, to do what, whatever he's going to do. But, I mean, so that there is no quarterback controversy, the Eagles, let's say, get a big lead. Why not just keep Billy Wiles in the game, let him hand the ball off and run the clock instead of, say, Holman Edwards comes in and then tears it up, has a great game, and then you got people going, oh, we got, you know, now who's he going to start? You know, and then you, then you have all that going all over again. I'm just throwing so, that out there. Yeah. I think if if Wiles struggles a little bit early on, you you will see Edwards later than sooner, because this is the opportunity for either for him to get big time confidence or to iron it out. When you make the choice for a starter, you do not in the first 
you know, 30 minutes of him starting, unless he throws like three pick sixes, do something to to question his, your confidence in him, especially against a swag opponent. I mean, no, I agree. But, and I also think, too, that you want to – I have to believe if you're a coach, you want to get as many kids in this game as you can. You want to you end the opening night with the whole team feeling good about itself. and Because a lot of kids that you can play Saturday night likely not going to play the next two weekends, right? Well, yeah, and, and with the redshirt rule change, I mean, you can play up to four games. Yeah. So you want all them kids to have a taste of action going into practice on Monday feeling good about themselves. Yeah, I, I get all that, but I was just specifically talking about the quarterback position when there's been so much controversy surrounding that position or lack of a quarterback okay. the last two or three yeah, years. Yeah, so, so my point is if, if Wiles looks good – you keep him in there where he, where he gets enough work in. And and then then you put Edwards in. But the decision's already been made. No matter how good Wiles is, and no matter how many, how good Edwards is, you already know who's going to start week 2 unless, you know, it's just a terrible game against a, a lesser opponent. That's my point. So you you cannot throw Wiles out there and name him as the starter and then basically backtrack on that. And un- un- again, unless something were to implode, which is not going to happen Saturday at all. No. Our next guest may be able to predict what's going to happen Saturday night, Kelly, and whether Billy Wiles will play the entire game. I'm seeing some smoke coming out of that room now back there. Yeah, I can smell it. <laughs> uh, Kelnack is here. It took him several days to get here. Hump looks pretty pretty tired. And the hump, his humps are sagging just a little bit. He had to clear, you know, uh, customs. And uh, he did. Well, hump cleared the parking lot. If you notice <laughs> that, there's not anybody around the right. Coke or Dr. Pepper machine uh, in the parking lot. So, so still to come, Kelnack uh, the Magnificent will be joining us here in just a few minutes. And again, want to remind you that we've got a two-hour show tomorrow. Justin Harris will be with us. Andrew Abity, Frank Gore Sr., Will East, Lee Roberts. Marshant Kenny, Daniel Stewart. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, when you have a big budget like we have on this show, you tend to get all the varsity players, right? These guys aren't cheap. No, that's for sure. I took me. I negotiated with Lee Roberts an hour and a half last night over money. Well, Lee that, Roberts, that's why we're reworking my NIL deal right yeah. now. It helps that we got a lot of dirt on Lee Roberts too. He works, you know. I threw that out late <laughs> in the conversation, okay. and, and the whole attitude changed. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, this segment of the show is brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. And, Kelly, I'm sure that they've got a lot of stuff going on uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday at 4th Street. Yeah, today is Pork Chop uh, Thursday. You can probably still get in on that. Tomorrow, of course, Catfish Friday, your favorite day. All day Pre-game party tomorrow, Bob, and Saturday. 
They're pregame tailgating all day Saturday, and of course we'll have the game on TV if uh, for some reason you can't get to the Rock, but it better be a good reason as to why you can't be there in person. But 4th Street, everybody knows your name. Everybody's a Southern Miss fan. It's a great place to go, and uh, you'll enjoy the uh, Southern Miss memorabilia everywhere if you haven't seen that before. So be sure to tell uh, Slade and the guys uh, that you heard about him on the Eagle Hour and uh, go down there to check it out. I got to take the Liberty Bowl trophy, right? Yes, oh, um, absolutely. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll drop it by Slade. Absolutely. Yeah. Here we go, guys. Uh-oh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for a visit from our mystical friend from the East. We're very, very grateful that he's here. The all-knowing, the all-telling, the safe, sage, soothsayer, and former food taster for Vladimir Putin. Kelnak, the Magnificent, is with us. I have in my hands, Kelnak, the envelopes. As any four-year-old child can plainly see, these envelopes are hermetically sealed. They've been sitting in a mayonnaise jar on Joe Paul's front porch since noon yesterday. No one, no one, no one knows the contents no of these envelopes. No, no one. These envelopes, I'll tell you when to talk, Kelnack, but you, Kelnack, in your divine and mystical way, you will ascertain the answers to the enclosed questions without ever seeing the content. Is that my cue? Envelope number one. Are you going to hit the music again? Kelnack, I'll, I'll oh. run the board. You just answer okay. the damn questions, okay? As I hold the envelope to my forehead, the answer to the enclosed question is turn for the worst turn for the worst yeah, I gotta open up my envelopes here <clears throat> what do you call getting off interstate 55 at the Oxford exit <laughs> turn for the worst that's what you call it <laughs> Billy Wiles and Mitch McConnell. Billy Wiles and Mitch McConnell. Name a person who finds an open space and one who stares into an open space. <laughs> that would be Mitch McConnell, correct? Okay. <clears throat> Kelnack, can we pick up the pace? Okay. I, mean, I know you've been traveling. Yes, yes. Come on. Projectile dysfunction. Oh, no. A projectile dysfunction. I like my career, Kelnack. What phrase would best describe Texas State's passing game? <laughs> There's your there singer there. Yeah. I, I love her. <laughs> Fuji, Bartlett, and UTEP football. Fuji, Bartlett, and UTEP football. Name an apple, a pear, and a lemon. Kilnack's been traveling a lot, Fuji, so bear, bear with him. It, it will get better. <laughs> you think? You hope so. I'm hoping so. Gosh. Going in style. Going in style. How would you describe Lane Kiffin's designer Gucci toilet? <laughs> I'll bet he has one. <laughs> I'm... I'm sure he brought it with him from Boca Raton. Wake up and smell the coffee. Wake up and smell the coffee. That's Kilnack blowing directly into the microphone. Describe daybreak at Coach Cardona's house. (laughs) 
midday, afternoon, and evening as well. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. The question. Describe defensive lineman recruited by Deion Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Big guys, Amazons. Amazon. Okay. Okay. Do 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 da 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 da. Do 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 da da da. What do you often hear in the huddle of the Louisiana Cajuns? That's gold. That is gold. (laughs) If anybody can understand what they're saying, please let us know. (laughs) Buy now, pay later. Buy now, pay later. How does Texas A&M feel about Jimbo Fisher now? (laughs) Probably not real good. Yeah, probably not. Bobby Petrino to save the day. (laughs) Yes, right. And the motorcycle girl. Naked and afraid. Naked and afraid. How would you describe the remaining members of the Pac-12? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> you like that one? That was pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> Ellis Island. Ellis Island. There she is. She's so hot. Where will Southern Miss basketball have its first team meeting? <laughs> A lot of foreign players yeah, I, on the Southern yeah, Miss basketball that. team. We, we noticed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Purvis and yeah. Pisgah. Yeah, it just it just now it just now hit me. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little higher grade. You like that, that one? one. I like that one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these you got to think about a little bit. Yeah, I can see. Purvis and Pisgah. Purvis and Pisgah. Tornadoes and dragons. Name the next two teams to enter Conference USA. <laughs> Hey, that's good for Purvis. Purvis. That's good, good for Good Purvis. move for Purvis. <laughs> yeah. Go Tornadoes. Bowdenomics. Bowdenomics. How can ULM fans possibly think they'll win seven games this year? <laughs> it would be Bidenomics. No, yeah. Bowdenomics. Bowdenomics. The coach at ULM. Uh, okay, I got you. Got you. Oh, poor Kelnick. Kelnick. Let me have a couple of seconds to digest this so our audience can take in what I'm about to say because this could be a sad moment for many people. Or. But Kelnak, in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers, I have the last envelope. Hey. Sit down, people. (laughs) That's not very nice. (laughs) A curve... A slider and Judy McLeod. A curve, a slider, and Judy McLeod. Name two baseball pitches and a group of five commissioner. <laughs> do, no. the 30, do the 32 degrees again. Yeah, can you do that again? Maybe yes. that'll be a funny one. What will be handed out at graduation at Louisiana Tech this weekend? 32 degrees. Kelnack. The do, 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 da, 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 da. Kelnack, 
Do you start your journey back now? Sim Sim Salabim. How long will it take you to get back to the Far East? Well, according to you guys, not ever too soon. Yes. Right? Remember Maria Madol? Maria Moldauer? Yeah. Mid- Midnight at the Oasis. Is, that, is she still around? She is, as a matter of fact. She's pretty old by now, right? <laughs> Aren't we all? It takes you longer to rest than it does to get tired. We're old. Till thank, next, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Getty. Until next time. By the way, Southern Miss by 34. Oh, okay. Is that the prediction? The official prediction. 34. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelnak, the Magnificent. Sim Sim Salabin. Okay, Luke, I'll throw it over to you now. (laughs) Can I have my chair back? Why? You have a minute and five seconds to kill, Luke. <laughs> Can I have my we chair ju- back We now? just somehow killed off a whole segment, Bob. Well, yeah, we did. And, uh, yeah. Hey, the the uh, the Lafayette huddle, is that was That really was pretty good. good. You, should, you should say that whenever the next time we see Jay Walker in person, not, yeah, not on the radio. Good. That would be good. Introduce yourself. You ever met him in person, Sander, by yeah, the way? Yeah, I met him at, uh, met him at Media Day, yeah. in fact. Yeah. We but, got to hang with him in Montgomery. But yeah, Jay, Jay would probably stare and then start laughing. So Now see, my, my favorite one was the turn for the worse. <laughs> the Ellis Isle was pretty good. <laughs> you, you like that one? Yeah. I, you know, I wondered, you know, is anybody going to yeah. misinterpret that in any way? We, yeah. <laughs> Kilnack and Humper leaving the parking lot as we... As we That's speak. a long trek back, and we don't really know well, where is. from the Far East they are. And for Hump with the gas on his stomach, it's going to be tough in the heat. Yeah, but he's made for that kind of stuff, I though. Bob. Oh, by, by the, the way, turban back on. Yeah, did yesterday with no humidity didn't like ninety five feel like seventy five? It was great, it pretty good. There's no question. So we go from Hump to Jump, the music, and we're stumped. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Stump Taylor. Yeah. Hump, jump, and stump. That's our next answer. <laughs> stump, where are you? Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Pro Shop, indoor facilities, running, weight training, batting cages. They got everything. DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. About two hours. And seven minutes away from kickoff, Lady Eagles hosting uh, Northwestern State this afternoon at the at the soccer complex at 4 p.m. Lady Eagles looking to get uh, their second win of the season, second in a row. They uh, knocked off Mississippi Valley State 2-1 last weekend and look to get even on the seasons. Good luck to Coach Mo and the ladies as they take on Northwestern State today. Volleyball on the road after starting off against 
three top 25 teams. They will head to Stephen F. Austin. They'll take on Nichols in the morning at 11, um, take on Cal Poly uh, to uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., and then take on Stephen F. Austin on Saturday. I, I think there's a good chance that they, they could sweep um, and get back uh, to 500. Cross Country opens its season tomorrow at the Mississippi College Opener in Clinton, starting at 6.45 p.m. Safe to say, probably, guys, none of us ever competed in cross country, and we won't compete in cross country. Pretty safe. When I was in when I was in college, actually, uh, stop. You never competed in cross country. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, as, uh, as a, I interned at a TV station, and we covered cross country. And that would be the closest you ever came to competing. No, in cross country, probably right? first class plane tickets for for yeah. senior center crossing the country. Oh, of course, you know that. No, I mean you know because they had to run on these golf courses, you know, up and down these hills, yeah. and it's it's tough to cover a sport like that where the course is literally over miles. You know, so it was tough to cover, but uh, great sport. Great sport. Yeah, they get get underway tomorrow. All right, football tonight. Uh, Wake Forest hosting Elon. Central Florida and Kent State at 6 p.m. Of course, uh, John Rice Plumlee from Hattiesburg playing for the Golden Knights. Sunbelt team tonight, Rhode Island at Georgia State. Um, I don't see a line in that one, guys. So uh, NC State at UConn, Nebraska at Minnesota. Um, UAB, Trent Delfer's first game tonight. They host North Carolina A&T, Southern Utah, the late game against Arizona State. I will turn on. I'll probably be going back and forth between Nebraska and Minnesota. Of course, Matt Rule um, in his first game uh, for Big Red. And then I'll, I'll probably be watching Florida and, and Utah uh, because, guys, Austin Armstrong's debut tonight as a uh, – as a SEC defensive coordinator, so yeah, any of those you'll be watching tonight? Uh, I think I think that's the best one, Florida and Utah. And I'm not sure, Luke, and talking to some of the folks down in Gainesville, I'm not sure that they're really sold on on their new coach that that went over from Louisiana. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he had Anthony Richardson last year, who's still you know projected. I, I do think though. I do think, though, that Austin Armstrong is going to make a name for himself sooner than later. And if they don't win, I would tend to think it would be on the offensive side of the ball, not the defensive. Well, I'm going to tell you what, they got their hands full. Utah is a very, very good football team. Fun to watch, exciting. Uh, they're playing in Utah. Florida's, I, I, I don't only care. I don't. Utah's only a five-point favorite. And, uh, Kelly, the over-under here is 44. Where are the where did the Utes land now in conference? Are they going to the Big Twelve? Are they saying where where are they? Where are they I gonna, think they're going? I think they're going. They're going to Big Twelve, aren't they? That's what I was thinking. But kind of what Kelnack was saying, naked and afraid. There's only how many teams are left in the Pac twelve? What is it going to be the Pac three or Pac? Basically, Oregon State and Wazoo, and I mean Stanford and Cal are still kind of floating out there. And then, you know they've talked about the ACC. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Have have Cal and Stanford in the yeah, and you know that's conference. a shame, guys. I mean, I, I I'm a traditionalist. I loved watching the Pac-10 play the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. I mean, I just I just hate to see this, and I, I think what we're headed for is we're going to have a couple of really gigantic Power Five conferences, and then and then the rest of the universities in the country are going to have to eat the scraps. Well, there's it's all all comes down to money and when money, the, money, money, and when it's when you. There's going to be such a disparity in money. You can you can offset it to some degree, but when it gets to be just so grossly unfair, it's pretty close now. It is close now, but but 
it'll become where you just can't, no matter what you do, no matter how you rearrange things, you just won't be able to compete. Not, you like that? I heard you say that one time on the show, Luke, that you used to love watching the Pac-10 and the Big Ten and the Rose Bowl. Well, I just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a classic. Classic never goes out of style, so the, uh, the landscape changes me. Is, 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 you know, it's troublesome, and you just have to get used to it. All right, guys, yeah. fresh off the press, an official release from Laurel Mayor Johnny McGee. I would like to keep. I would like everyone to keep Mayor Toby Barker in their thoughts and prayers. He was in a meeting in Hattiesburg and made a statement that the Hattiesburg Tigers were going to defeat the Laurel Golden Tornadoes in the Little Brown Jug. There have been some brutal temperatures in Hattiesburg over the last few weeks, and evidently the mayor has had some sort of heat-related episode. <laughs> Shots fired from City Beautiful. That's pretty good. <laughs> so what's the bet? Is there, is there something on the line this year? He just simply wished Toby a speedy recovery and invited him to the Bricks tomorrow night. They just offered to uh, even send a car for Mayor Barker because yeah. they don't want him to have to continue his, his mental episode heat-related. If sickness. Laurel wins, Toby Barker has to roll his sleeves down, Kelly. Roll them down? <laughs> roll them down, yes, that's right. <laughs> Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Special two-hour edition tomorrow. From Fuzzies. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.